evening to you tonight. Tonight we'll be looking at Acts 14, verses 19 through 28. Acts 14, 19 through 28. It's good to come together in the middle of the week. It's an encouragement. Um, and it's a time to, uh, to pray. And this ministry certainly... Uh, needs the support of needs that prayer support and we need to not forget that and make that important God works through prayer through the prayer of his people he would have us to pray in fact in this section we'll see how prayer is used in building um, the work and and supporting uh, undergirding the gospel as it goes out I certainly hope that you will pray one thing that I'm reminded of is that we have a group that comes in regularly before our services and especially before our morning service on uh, Sunday school that they gather every Sunday and they pray um, for this ministry. I'm thankful uh, for those prayer warriors who do that. All right, let's take a look at our text today, Acts 14, verse 19. In way of review, we looked at Acts, starting in Acts 13, uh, what we will call Paul's first missionary journey. And um, he started from the church in Antioch. You see that at the beginning of uh, chapter 13. Um, he was sent by the Holy Spirit, supported by the church, and they went out to take the gospel. Um, in, in chapter 14, last week, uh, we looked at, at what happened to them in Iconium and in Lystra as they begin to uh, share the gospel. We see, uh, as we would suspect, we see a couple different types of responses. Um, the people were stirred up, and they were challenged by the word of God, and there were some jealous Jews who came along to oppose the gospel and uh, uh, oppose Paul and his missionary team. Now we get to verse uh, 19 in the section we want to look at today, and we see... Paul and his missionary team at Lystra and how they uh, encounter persecution, great persecution at Lystra. It says there that the Jews followed him from the cities that he had been at before and they had a conflict with Paul and they followed him along the route that he was going. When he got to Lystra, they came up from Antioch and from Iconium. I wish I had a map I could, I could kind of follow through, but if you have a, a Bible study uh, if you have a study Bible, you have maps in the back, and certainly there will be a map of Paul's first missionary journey, and you can kind of follow along there. It wouldn't do me any good to lift up mine because you can't see it from where you are. Um, but the map just kind of shows his route and his journey. So what you'll see is as he went on to further villages, uh, this, this uh, vicious, malicious Jewish crowd who opposed the gospel, came along and followed him. And it says in, in, in verse 19, Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. I note here, first of all, that they, these opposers are faithful and they're persistent. That's what we should expect from Satan. He's going to faithfully oppose God's word and God's ministry, and he's going he's to be persistent. He's not going to stop. Remember those words, faithful and persistent. 
Um, and notice how they, they persuaded the crowds. It reminds me of, of what happened with Jesus. There was a time, just like with, with, with Paul, um, there was a whole city came to hear him. They were excited. They were supporting him. And then all of a sudden, the, the wicked Jewish leaders uh, turned the crowd against Jesus. Well, this is the same thing with Paul. They, they followed um, Paul. And then, I mean, that, excuse me, that's the same thing that happened with Jesus. They wanted to hear his teaching. And then the Jewish leaders began to oppose Jesus. And, and they, uh, they stirred the crowd against Jesus. And here they stirred the crowd against Paul. Um, and so they stoned Paul. And th this shows the intense suffering that he endured. They said uh, they supposed he was dead. In other words, their full intent was to kill Paul. Um, it wasn't just scare him away. They wanted and they tried their best to kill him. I wouldn't be surprised. We don't have the evidence in this text. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if God had either brought Paul back to life after having been dead or uh, uh, intervened in, in a miraculous way so that what they did did not cause his death. Um, but certainly they thought he was dead. And the disciples came to, to help him. And it just simply says he got up. <laughs> um, he rose up and entered the city. And the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derby. Derby is the next little village along the path that they were going. And so what they did is they left that city and they just went on to the next city. Notice what they do in Derby. In verse 20, it says, um, verse 21, when they had preached the gospel to that city. So what does Paul do? attempt uh, there's attempt of murder on his life he's wounded he's hurt uh, but he gets up goes right to the next city uh, I don't see any indication that he took a break that he took a vacation um, but he went right back to giving out the gospel so he didn't let that stop him from giving out the gospel so the words that I noted with Satan we see those same words here faithful and persistent. Paul was faithful and persistent. Satan is going to oppose the gospel faithfully and he's going to be persistent at it. We need to be faithful and we need to be persistent even when uh, the gospel is, is opposed. Um, I praise God. God has given us this work at Sweet Communion. He wants us to be faithful and persistent. Uh, we get disappointments. I remember doing a play uh, last weekend and, and not getting a crowd that we expected here uh, at our own church. But I'm thankful that those who did the play, they were faithful. They didn't give up. They, they, I'm sure, just like me, they were, they were uh, uh, disappointed in, in the uh, response that we got. But they continued faithfully. The next day, they put all their energy, just as they normally would, into uh, the ministry that God gave them. And, and that's a good example of faithful, faithfulness and persistence. We can know that Satan is going to try to oppose, and he's not going to stop, and he's going to be persistent. He's going to keep on doing it. But we need to be faithful and persistent. So that's what Paul was doing. Um, and so um, notice also the results there. It says he had made many disciples. So he went to Derby. He preached the gospel. It says he made many disciples there. So praise God. For those kinds of results, you notice through this story is sometimes you get good results like many disciples made and sometimes you get persecution. But still, 
in between that, sandwiched in between all of that, is this faithful persistence that, that Paul had, uh, address, had um, towards the gospel, towards giving the gospel. Also, I noticed this. Many disciples, he made many disciples. It's not to credit Paul or his team. We know that God does the work that's kind of given to us in the previous chapter in uh, Acts 13, 48, when it says, many as were appointed to eternal life believed. We recognize it's God who, who brings people to faith. But it does show that they were persistent. It also shows this, that oftentimes uh, success comes after hardships. They endured a great hardship in being stoned, um, and yet they went to the next city, and there God gave them success. So we should be encouraged by that. Um, now in verse 21 and 22, after going to uh, um, a derby, look what it says at the end of 21. They returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. It seems like, if I can show you on the map, they had ventured and gone along the path. They went as far as they wanted to go, and they began to backtrack. They began to do a return route going back along the route that they came. The purpose of this, uh, well, we'll see it right here in the next verse. Verse 21, at the end of 21, uh, verse 22, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. So here's what they did. They gave the gospel out, and then uh, uh, they, they, they did a, a checkup ministry. They, did, they, they revisited those people um, um, who they had given the gospel out. Now, uh, that's, a good, that's a good plan. That's a good approach to giving the gospel. Um, give the gospel out. When people respond, uh, come back and visit them and check on them. Um, Kind of as a result of, of, of this ministry, this word here just reminds me of what one of the things that I'm, I'm going to commit myself to doing and do more of, and that's to visit people who come to the church. And after they come here, after they hear the word of God, do a follow-up. That's what Paul did. He did a follow-up on the cities that he had given ministry to. God might be encouraging you in your own personal life, maybe somebody who, who you uh, spoke to at work and you're not sure what their response was, or even they had a positive response, do a follow-up and check on them and see, um, encourage them. And also, what I wrote here is that uh, we see ministry defined. Ministry defined. Verse 21 says that they made many disciples. That's part of ministry, making disciples. In other words, giving the gospel out so people can come to, to know Christ. Another part of ministry in verse 22 is strengthening the souls of the disciples. Strengthening disciples. That's why we urge people to come to Sunday school. We urge people to come to church. We have truth seekers to build people up in, in learning so that they can live the Word of God. They need to learn the Word of God. Strengthening. Notice that part of strengthening is, is mentioned in this way. Two, two, two uh, points that I think he, he makes in strengthening the disciples. Encouraging them to continue. Um, a part of building people in the faith is helping them recognize you don't just start something and say, you know, I've been born again. I, I did that 30 years ago, but what are you now? Encouraging them to continue in the faith. Persistence. Again, faithfulness and persistence. 
And then he says this at the end of that, saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God, teaching people that this life is not easy. So as he did a follow-up on the ministries, that, that the gospel that he had preached, he's letting people know, look, this is not an easy thing to do. You need to be encouraged. You need to know that it's, it's some hardships along the way. So that was part of his strengthening the disciples. And then in verse 23, reminding us of how we should pray. Um, Remember, he has, he has reached the end of his path. He's, he's circling back to the cities he had visited, and he, find, he goes all the way back to Antioch, um, where in chapter 13 they started the ministry uh, from. And so um, they return um, to, to Antioch. Where am I? Let's see. On their way to Antioch, they're revisiting the, 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 the churches that they had started. But notice what they did in part of their ministry. Excuse me, this is, this is another part of ministry defined. Ministry is making many disciples, strengthening the disciples. The third part I will say is in verse 23, they appointed elders for them in every city. Why is that key and why is that important? A part of giving the gospel and God's plan is that people be built up in churches. Local churches are part of God's program and part of his plan. So many times people uh, today, they want to say they believe, they listen to a radio broadcast, nothing wrong with radio broadcasts, they heard the gospel through the internet, nothing wrong with that, they receive some material, uh, and they want to study that way, nothing wrong with that, but they need to be connected to a local church. So part, part of Paul's ministry was to appoint elders in every city that they had preached the gospel. That is part of the work and part of the ministry so that the strengthening of the saints can continue and the giving out the gospel can continue. So we need not neglect that very important part. All right. Um, also in verse 23, it says, With prayer and fasting they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And so they did what I suggested we are doing here. It's that group of faithful people who are prayer warriors. They recognize that these ministries, these people in, in God's work, need to be supported by faithful prayer. You're here tonight to pray, and you recognize the need for prayer in this ministry, and I praise God for that. Um, let me get to verse 24 through 28 next week. I'll save that for next week. And so here we have an encouragement to pray, and I've entitled this whole lesson, And So They Prayed. Um, we need to pray to support uh, God's work that's happening here. in our meditation. You have to you gotta hear what the Holy Spirit says to meditate. So I just encourage you as you meditate just do a little exercise with me. Let's think about what we just heard in the Word in Acts. And then, as we're thinking through Acts, what does the Holy Spirit want us to learn from that? So, let's think about this. What were the main 
what was the main points or what stuck out to you that you heard the pastor just say. So what did he say? Faithful and persistent. Success comes after hardship. Building up disciples. Okay. Okay. So then, why, why did you have to hear that today? What is God trying to show you? Okay, what we need to be doing. Why do we need to do that? Or why do we hear that today? Anything specific that he's calling you? Or what's clicking? Anything clicking in your mind? Things are not going the way we, we would want them to go. Okay. What else? What things just generally that are not going the way you want them to go? Yeah, okay. Job. Not over myself, yeah. Um, my job is going good, but I would still like to have an increase in pay. What about for you guys? More things. What things are not going good? I know for me, I want my kids to listen better. Unsaved loved ones. Okay. 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 So then, let's think about this. What is God calling us to do in those situations? Um, let's think about this. Um, as we are trying to help people come into the church, what is God pushing us to do? Okay. Okay. So we have to... I think that if we want to have success, we have to make a little plan, right? Now, the problem is when you hear a message, people like to go out there and they just like to do something, right? We all like to just do stuff. And then after a while, we come back to where we was before. Why? Because we don't have a plan. I don't think Paul set out on his missionary journey without a plan, right? So we got to ask ourselves, what's the plan? And let me suggest something for the people. Let's, let's set little benchmarks. Can we hang out with people in the church, outside of church, that we don't normally hang out with? Let's broaden that. Let's encourage somebody to join a ministry or see what their gifts are and encourage them to join something that follows their gifts. Can you pray for somebody you haven't prayed for? All right, now your friend on a job, maybe they're not going to come to a church service. Maybe you've been asking them over and over to come to a church service, and that's not working. So what else can we do, right? 
what else can we do? Well, we got the Singspiration coming up. Maybe they want to come to that. Or maybe they're not a music person. Maybe they're not going to come to that. Maybe they'll come to Bible study, right? Maybe you could use the mount the fact that there's not a lot of people here on Wednesday to our advantage and say, hey, you know, listen, dude, you keep on saying, I got a friend at work. Keep on saying he, he he's intimidated by church. Dude, we don't have a whole lot of people that come. You They're not going to be looking at you. You don't have to wear no suit or no kind of clothes. It's Wednesday, dude. Nobody is. Just come, man. It's only going to be like 10 of us. We're just going to be hanging out, meditating, going through the scriptures. That's all we're going to be doing. Why don't we use that, right, to our advantage? Whatever God gave us, we can use to our advantage, right? Hey, man, it's casual. It ain't like you got to come with a suit and tie. It ain't like the offering plate is passing around and it's going to pass around three more times. No. Just come. All we're going to do is pray. Just why don't you visit? Just see. Right? Get them in the door. I think about our loved ones. They make bad decisions. Well, in that, how we got to be persistent? Maybe we got to make that decision. Should we keep engaging this person? Sometimes we might have to choose to cut them off. Right? Sometimes that decision has to be made. You got to say, man trying i'm putting too much time into this and i could be investing something else or maybe the decision is i haven't tried hard enough or i haven't tried the right way or i'm coming home and i'm getting into the house and being too comfortable i'm not remembering that i would have to be a saint at home too right it's more than one thing we can do maybe we um could say to ourselves you know what i want to be consistent in how i am I want to be the same person I am at church as I am at work as I am at home. And we all get tempted to be a slightly different person depending on our atmosphere, don't we? So we want to say, okay, Lord, I want to be more um, more honest with myself and be who you want me to be. That could be that little step, right? All right, so God is thinking, he, this is the thing I want us to be thinking in our meditation God wants us to constantly be thinking why is he having us experience this since he's having us experience everything for a reason and a purpose and he works out everything for the good of his saints even looking at a room that is mostly empty like this is meant to be there for a reason right now is it meant to stay empty I don't believe so but I think we have to spur ourselves not to be comfortable with it i do a little bit get tired of when we say yo we a little church doing all this stuff well let's stop being a little church if we were the bigger church we could do even more so let's not be happy with that oh man i'm so proud we a little church doing this and that okay i mean don't get me wrong i'm proud of that too but you're not having enough impact on the community to bring people in here and that's where we got to improve on, right? That was the weak point of what we did in the play. That's the weak point of what we're doing as a ministry. I believe the play was like kind of like a sign, like, hey, man, we're doing all this great stuff in the church. Then we turn around, and it's one person clapping. Well, is that going to happen this inspiration? It will if we don't do anything, right? Is that going to happen this Sunday morning? It will if we don't do anything. Will it happen with Sunday school? It will if we don't do something different. 
So we have to do something different than what we're doing now. And that's not the pastor. That's not me. That's everybody got to think. If they could just bring one person, right? If every family just tried to bring one other person, the impact of that would be huge. So just think of that one person or a couple people you could say something to. They don't have to come to every service, but get them somewhere, right? Get their foot in the door. They don't have to come to Sunday morning. Something, a little something. Then when you do that, you're going to be like Paul and strengthen them to continue. Amen? And I believe that's our meditation for today. We'll go through Hebrews next week. All righty. So do something a little different today because I'm double duty in it. Um, Lawrence couldn't be with us. Let me do his part and Chris' part. Um, and we have limited numbers, so let's just see how it goes. So what I want to do is I want to merge these two parts together um, and the corporate prayer and prayer requests. Um, but I also also do after this want to still break up in our groups. But what I want to do is we'll take prayer requests and as one person gives a prayer request, um, whoever is burdened to pray for that, just raise your hand and that'll be something you pray for. And we'll see how many we have. And if there's more than what um, there are people here, then we'll start to double up, okay? Um, one other thing is I want to try to exclude Pastor and Brian from the group, unless they, you guys feel really moved to pray for something. But, um, you know, with all their, the stuff they've done already tonight, let's try to keep it with the congregation. Does that make sense? Cool. So starting out, I have four. <laughs> um, first one is... Um, Pray for Lawrence and his family. The reason they're not here is his cousin was murdered. And so I guess it's been really hard in the family. It's been really long days. So they think it was a attempted robbery. So just pray for them and their family. Um, Dwayne asked for prayer also um, with this stuff with the taxes going on. He says it's just been really hard on him, a lot of work. He's just really just getting beat down. So just, he just can continue to stay upbeat, you know, continue to keep his... Um, focus on God and his reliance on God. So pray for him on that. Um, two other ones are actually kind of connected because they're similar. On the first one, I don't know if you heard on the news, um, the pastor from Elbrook stepped down because he's been in numerous um, affairs. And I don't know, I only caught the tail and I don't know if it's with people in the church. I'm assuming it is or outside the church. Um, so just pray for their church because they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and it sounds like they're handling it well that they've asked him to step down and they've been upfront with everything that's going on and they're looking for a new pastor. So pray for them. And then uh, just aside with that, um, close to home is continue to pray for Kennedy and his family. Because we can see that gets, that's a, a sin that rears on a lot of people. You know, and I think um, what they were talking about on the, I was, I was listening to Belling and he was talking about it and he says, the people who lead churches are people in a position of power and that attracts certain people so that's how it's easy for those people to fall into that sin I mean it's easy for all of us but um, it just attracts that you know we're all sinful people so pray for, those are my four to pray for um, so let's who wants to pray for Lawrence and his family we'll do that one um, what about Dwayne Aaron um, Elmbrook Kennedy? Who wants it? 
It was Nick and Dave. <laughs> Nick, yep. God, I love. I see the love. I see the love. Who else has got prayer requests? Look out for that. Who wants to pray for that? Megan will get it. Any other prayer requests? Prayer requests? Big praise, because for someone to say, admit that they were Chantel's character, <laughs> that's, that's big. That's a big stirring on someone's heart, because a lot of people don't want to air their business out there, and she is not a nice character, so <laughs> praises for the for play on that one. So who wants to pray for that? Nobody wants to play for, pray for play. <laughs> Mickey will get it. <laughs> Anybody else? I'm going to throw out a praise that Aaron got a CDL license for his job, so that's a big praise. Got you, Aaron. <laughs> so who wants to pray for that? Megan got it. Cool. So how about we start? Um, we'll just start praying, and then I'll close it up. Okay, and then after that, we'll break out into our small groups. Lord, we just come to you with prayer, just lifting up these prayer requests. We think of a lot of these prayer requests, Lord, and it reminds us what a sinful, wicked world we are in and how sin has an effect on each one of our lives, and it is a constant temptation to us all. And it reminds of us our constant need for you and to have a relationship with you. And um, furthermore, it re reminds us of the sacrifice you paid for us and that you have done to redeem us from these things. We just ask that you work in each one of these situations. Um, you know what they are. I won't go through them all again. Um, but come help there be a resolution. Help there be a resolution in um, things that we can't get back, um, with, like Lawrence's family, that you just comfort that family, that you allow them to be a witness and testimony to their family, um, that Nick can be a witness and testimony to his friend, and that the play can just continue to um, speak to the people that hear it and the people that were in the play, that they can use that to speak to their spouses and their friends and um, be able to counsel people when they see these issues as well, that you just continue to use us in ways that we have not even thought of. And um, You can grow our message more than we could do anything for it. Um, we pray for the prayer, uh, prayer praises that have been lifted up for the play, for um, New Testament and being a, um, a brother in Christ to us, Lord. And, um, we just thank you so much for being a God that provides and a God that answers our prayers. In your name we pray. Amen.